All right, this is the Synchronous City, Jared McHugh here. In this conversation, I talk with the great and powerful Morningstar Angeline. And she is truly great and powerful. I, I mean that sincerely. Like, the amount of art that she creates is unreal. Morningstar is a writer, director, actor, singer, songwriter, performer, and, and as you'll find out during this episode, a philosopher. And not to mention, she was, she's also really active in the downtown Albuquerque community. So I, I met Morningstar over Zoom when she was doing volunteer work at Siembra Leadership High School. Morningstar visited our virtual art class to talk with students about the life of a professional artist, how to hustle, how to make it happen, how to navigate the business and marketing side of creative pursuits. And the students loved hanging out with her, <laughs> um, especially when she mentioned that she did some voiceover work on the video game Red Dead Redemption 2. So I only knew Morningstar for a while as this occasionally frozen face on a computer screen. You know, such has been life in 2020 and 2021. Um, but fortunately, I, I happened to run into Morningstar a few times in person, downtown Albuquerque. And after a few conversations, I was like, man, I got to get her on, on uh, Sync City. And, and one of the reasons that I really want to get Morningstar on this podcast is for the depth of her art. She's not just prolific. She doesn't just produce a lot, but her work also has this has this level of depth to it that's really inspiring. Her work is extremely thought-provoking, and whether I was listening to her songs or catching up on her work in film, much of her art seems to ask her audience to ask questions. So a lot of a lot of her stuff deals with social consciousness and justice and with centralizing indigenous voices, with encouraging activism in our communities. But she doesn't, she doesn't present these things in a kind of propagandic or condescending way, something like that. In, instead, her work challenges her audience to confront the ambiguity and confusion and complexity that resides within all of us as, as Americans, just as relevant and real and significant in, individuals. So thanks to Morningstar for being on. Uh, go check out her art. You can follow up with her work on her website, MorningstarAngeline.com. Uh, her Instagram at MorningstarAngelineX. You can also search her music under the artist name Nuh-uh, that's N-U-H-U-H. Check her out on IMDB. She's she's everywhere, man. So um, as always, hit me up, Instagram, SyncCityPod, or email SynchronousCity505 at gmail.com. Hey, Morningstar. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... Let's see, we were just talking about, before I hit the record button, we were talking about acting, actors, like what that world is like, and it's a world that I'm not at all familiar with, and, and I think what is really interesting about it is, to me, it seems like actors would presumably like get lost in roles, you know, or just like forget who you are, you know, because you're, you're constantly someone else. Do you lose yourself in, in a role? Do you, do you forget who you are while you're, while you're acting? How does that work? I feel like losing yourself in a role would mean that you're hopefully given a really good role or something that's big enough, right, that you have enough scenes or substance, lines, where you feel like you have enough character there to dive into it. Um, I've only had a handful of roles that I feel like have given me, like, a full character where I'm like, holy shit, like, I can, like, sink all my... Can I cuss? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I okay. I'm still figuring that out, but probably, why not? <laughs> shit, okay. <laughs> um, Beep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it, I don't know, it, basically, my answer is no, not at this point, but I certainly think, you know, when you bring up that topic, actors like Heath Ledger come to mind. Yeah, Dark yeah, Knight, yeah. Uh -huh. you know characters where they were very clearly not taken care of from like an emotional standpoint of where what depths you're going to go to right, so right. I think I certainly have it in mind that if I ever had the privilege to get a role that was either that dark or that maybe triggering or you know just that real that I would set myself up to at least have people around me to be like this is what's like grounding this is where you are you know but then again I think people sometimes think about 
actors on set and what that's like and they see it kind of like a seamless thing like an actor just kind of shows up does the work there's a lot of interruptions Uh there's a lot of people around you touching you like actors you know you have wardrobe they'll just randomly come up to you and start touching you Mm. you have makeup they'll do the same thing so you're constantly kind of pulled out of that scene yeah you're not really given the time because of how filmmaking works to like sit in those moments you're really like okay go and then it's you know that was it so it's very it all happens very quick oh wow so it kind of in that way i feel like that is the thing that kind of can keep you i wouldn't say grounded but it keeps you at least aware of what's happening like it's very clear when the scenes stop and end usually yeah you don't go uh too deep into the void yeah i mean some some directors approach it from a completely different perspective and they're like yeah this is a narrative and um, you know, mostly dealing with non-true content, but they'll approach it in a different way where it's like, okay, we're going to do long takes. We're going to give you the oh, privilege wow. of like not having interruptions. Yeah, then yeah. I think you you can run more of a risk of like just diving a little too deep. Yeah. If you're not careful. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I watched, um, earlier this afternoon, um, Raven, uh, a short oh, film yeah. here and yeah. And, um, there's this moment in it where it's pretty dark. That yeah, one's very really, dark. really dark. It's very dark. <laughs> but there's a moment where you, your character, is is sitting under a tree with a noose hanging over your mm-hmm. head, you know, presumably about to, you know, hang yourself from the noose, you know? Yeah. And you're smoking a cigarette, and it looked like your face was melting. Like, as I was watching it, mm-hmm. like, I was like, oh, my God, you know? And I guess for me, that was like, oh, wow, Morningstar's a powerful actor because I was watching it, and it just, again, it looked like your face was just melting into darkness like you conjured something in order to convey that you know and it felt really powerful and really real you know it's really well edited to the whole raven such a cool short film yeah it 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 definitely has legs um rizal benali did that she's a navajo um lakota queer filmmaker and um her and I, she moved to New York to go to NYU since, but around that time we were like just, you know, very good friends. We're still good friends, but we were just around each other all the time, constantly creating. And Raven um, was actually one of, I think it was, might have been her senior piece. Either way, it was a school project. And um, it has legs, like, it doesn't look or come off really like a, a student film it comes off potentially as other things and when Definitely. she when she approached me for it it was you know um maybe like six months to a year after my dad had died and so it oh, was wow. something where i was like please give me something to channel all of this like mm-hmm. darkest of dark dark and and it was nice because it was like i definitely felt very very in my body very present I didn't I knew what was I was very grounded that whole time but we shot it in a very non-conventional way Mm -hmm. so I think it was because of that that I was able to do that like it was just me her the camera person no hair no makeup no ADs no crew it was literally just we're gonna go out there and I think that's why I was able to really like just maintain that as opposed to all the interruptions and things that could come with that yeah 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 and you use the word channeling and that's definitely the sense i got from that one where yeah. i was like oh she's channeling something and i think that's when you get the best art you know yeah. whether it's whether it's acting whether it's drawing whether it's anything else i mean we've talked about like education on this show and like education as art. even that like i think the best results happen when there is this channeling process when it feels like you're something larger than you is kind of like speaking through you yeah. as the art you know yeah But see, okay, this is... I'm going to throw in a random little thing here. (laughs) Because it's something that's been kind of coming up for me is... Okay, story, right? And being a creative and being a vessel for story. I feel like it's a very slippery slope to letting ego somehow infiltrate that system and saying... I feel like there's a difference between saying... This story is calling to me. I need to be the one to say it. I need to uh-huh. be the one to tell this. It is asking me, and I need to be the one to do that. Yeah. As opposed to, 
Uh, I vesseled this story, and am I the right person yeah. to share it? Because there's also this need, right, with content making to be like, I made something, I'm going to share it. Yeah. We've kind of let go or shed the idea of like, I'm making something, and like, maybe it'll just sit in my home. Maybe I'll just privately give it to someone. Maybe no one will know it existed. And you yeah. Know, it always needs to like become something, but I feel like not all the stories that I feel like, oh, I want to write that or speak to that, that, sometimes they don't belong to us. Yeah. Like from an actor perspective, writing, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess like how do we keep that in check, right? How do we know? Is, am I like inserting myself in a story that I have no place in? Yeah. Yeah, no, those are, oh, that's so interesting. I mean... And as I was like exploring your work, some of your your songs, um, music videos, short films, watching trailers of your longer films and everything, and you know reading reading the um, uh, the stories and everything, it seems like so much of what you do is this like search for the self. You know, mm-hmm. like that that theme I think comes up even in yeah, even yeah. in pieces where you're acting but you didn't necessarily write or direct it. Mm-hmm. That still seems to come up. This like search for the self. So. Can you speak to that a bit? I mean, like, is that something that's just like a preoccupation of yours? Do you think it's something like larger in this more maybe New Mexican, maybe American kind of way? I mean, I feel like that's kind of all of our shtick, right? Yeah. We just, it depends on how how much is um, acknowledged in that pursuit. So I feel like I'm I'm looking I'm not really looking for myself but I'm looking for spaces where I can be myself and like meet myself yeah that makes sense that makes a lot of sense yeah like how can I set up this creative endeavor or this experience or this whatever moment so that I can be authentic live authentically in that moment I you know it's 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 like this constant search and sometimes I'm more aware of it than others, but certainly in the work you, I feel like the arts are just such a rich place to search for that. Yeah. So you kind of naturally are like, you open yourself up for that experience. And I mm-hmm. certainly think that within film specifically, I'm constantly meeting myself in new ways through other people or through new experiences. Like it is constantly... It's a it's an area of work where I find I can't escape myself, and I that's a challenge. But I like that because I don't want an occupation where I'm like, not here. Yeah, she yeah. She touches her chest. But you know, like it. I wanna. I guess I wanna be comfortable here mm-hmm. in myself before, because that's when I create the best stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's what people like are drawn to, right? Uh-huh. Like people can pick up on that when they see something authentic. Like so yeah. many people are have commented on that short film. I think above other pieces just because of like what we vesseled and what we our approach was there. Like people mm-hmm. pick up on on things like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. And so much of what you're saying about um I guess like coming to art acting whatever it might be because you do a thousand different things so (laughs) coming to art acting music all of those things and being able to like I don't know confront the self in a way that you don't you're not necessarily able to with other um practices or occupations I guess it it gives me the privilege also to do it in multiple ways right like I can confront myself or I can explore the, the things that we're talking about not through just one medium or one role it's like I have potentially hopefully a lot more eclectic places to search and that's the the cool thing too is like the self is so it's so much of a spectrum that you like find yourself Mm -hmm. in these things or these places where you're like holy shit I didn't think I found myself there yeah exactly yeah and it's like what is the self right because the self is a very mutable thing I mean we're constantly we always get here we always get here (laughs) This is a very typical Morning Star conversation. <laughs> it's inevitable. What is the self? <laughs> <laughs> but for real though, what is the self, right? Because it yeah. is—it's always changing. It's always in flux. Yeah. 
you know, we were just talking before about like every time we we see each other, which is like every few months or so or whatever yeah, yeah. it is, it's like so much has happened and so much has changed, you know? So it's like, so I guess sort of the, um, the paradox of that like journey for the self is that it's like, well, one, who's the self who's looking for the self and who's the self being looked for? And then if both of those things are constantly in a state of change, well, what are we actually doing here, you yeah. know? And I think also, like, I spent my afternoon just, like, going deep into your online presence. That's, like, what I did today. <laughs> but... <laughs> the dark web. <laughs> yeah. I was doing my research. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so you have um, just, like, this whole array of things online. You know, again, music videos, short films, uh, long films, you're acting, you're directing, writing, doing all these different things. So it's, like... Each of those things is expressive of a different piece of Morningstar. And then especially with um, social media and the way we kind of curate our own appearance um, and then take the self and then fashion it into a mask, you know, Mm -hmm. for for other people to consume. It gets really muddy and strange. And it's kind of like there's like an empty center, you know, it's like we're kind of constantly sort of like swirling around. what we might be, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I, I don't know. My, my like, gut <laughs> response is, like, are we... I feel like we're two... There's two selves, right? There's, like, our inner self, who we are, and that's all internal. And outward... And outward is based off reactions, right? So I would say to the world, to the people around us, we're probably, like... 90% reaction based like that's how people ingest us you know all those things so I I guess like within the realm of art like art is reacting so hopefully we're finding ourselves through our art but it's it's I don't know I guess the way I I, I was also when you were talking was seeing like a prism in my mind because we're just reflecting people off right so like self is literally like just a bunch of little mirrors that are just like both taking in the people around us and putting something out yeah that's reaction based so it's like i guess that's kind of what i also walked out of quarantine with is like that's who i am to people that's how i show people i how i love that's how i show people i care that's how i show people who i am and like yeah I don't know. I feel like humans react in shitty ways. So it's like the constantly being aware of like, oh, that's irregardless of who I think I am and know I am in myself. If I'm not reacting based off of those quote unquote beliefs or bones, then I don't think it can be argued. I'm not those things, you know? Yeah. 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 So I don't know. Self is complicated. It is, yeah. Self is so complicated. But that's what makes the work that you do um, worth watching, you know, and worth listening to is is because because of that, you know, because of the sort of uncertainty of, like, what are we doing in this life, you know? There is something um, existentialist about the work that you do. Oh, my God, here it comes again. (laughs) (laughs) It always manages. But, you know, it's true. It's true. And, you know, I'm, I'm luckily getting to a point where now I kind of am in a place where I can start to curate the work I'm doing. Yeah. As opposed to just being offered a gig and you're like, of course, like, because you're just happy to work. Now I'm, I can look at the content a little bit deeper and say, is that something that I feel a, um, feel like is a, enough bones to be a, a real person, a good story there, but a does or b does this also is this something i want to look at in my body of work is this you know because there is something intimate about acting so when you look at it Mm. from that lens too it's like do i want to put on that person's skin do i want to be around yeah you know all of those things um it's um, like we were talking about before we hit record like it's a constant check-in process you know yeah 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 um but wanting to make sure that the work that I'm drawn to is reflected in the things that I, I take on and it it does come down I think a bit to to privilege of being able to choose but 
once you're there, it's like the stories I'm drawn to are very much dark stories um, that deal with the, the questions that we're talking about here. And it's that's ideally the, the best thing about acting is like finding, putting on someone else and you can like fully indulge in that perspective that they have. And it, it can, it, that's where it's like that can shift you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, for better, for worse, but most of the time for me it's better where I'm just like, whoa, you know, like, I understand a little piece of something. It certainly doesn't, you know, me playing a nurse doesn't mean I'm like, I've had that experience, I've been a first <laughs> right. responder, but it's yeah, like, yeah. It, it definitely can if you're open to it, like there's a there's an element of healing or there's can be an element of trauma, you just have to be aware of, you know, what'll come up. And I guess with acting too, Okay, in any art form, it seems like, well, one question that came to mind, I was going to ask if like acting and, and your art makes you happy, you know, but that's, that's really a superficial question, you know, does, does this work make someone happy? Um, I mean, it can, but I don't think that's like the purpose necessarily of, of doing this kind of work. I think it's more about like embracing fully like the richness of the human experience and, and knowing all sides and kind of like touching each part of of what it is to be human, you know, and and kind of gaining maybe wisdom through that or sharing the wisdom of that with other people. So is there happiness embedded in there? Yeah. But that's just one, one piece of it. And it's like, I mean, the, the, when we like stop speaking so micro about the creativity of it and like zoom out and like look at the industry itself, then Mm. all of that context changes too. Cause it's right. It's not an industry that promotes investment in the self. <laughs> like, okay. it, yeah. it is not a, an industry that's like, are you good? Like, it, it, oh, it is huh. an industry that demands. Right. Um, it, it rarely asks. It's becoming kind of an industry that more, you know, as we evolve, it's changing. But it, it really is the industry that you know it's it can very much be the facade or you can look the other way and say i want to dig deep or you can do both but it is very easy i would say to pursue superficial happiness by means of the film industry most people do so it's like i think the fulfillment i get out of it is the the like grit of the work which is when it's uncomfortable when you know you're not getting paid the best but but you believe in the best story or in in the characters and stuff, the new things. But, you know, it's it's like 50-50 if you're going to meet an actor or a creative person in general who's like, I'm in this, as opposed to just being like, no, I mean, I'm kind of, I fell into it and now I'm making money off of it, but I don't really feel creatively tied. There's just some mm-hmm. sort of separation there. So I think I find fulfillment in acting and in film but it's not that same fulfillment for other people like many others are just kind of so much fame is associated with acting and all of that and that's like the sparkly bits and some people think fulfillment's there I've never really been drawn to that because I think I'm just so private Uh but some people it's like so it's just it can become a distraction Um, and then those those people you often don't see find fulfillment and that's sad because it's so much possibility exists within that collaboration of film like there is Mm -hmm. something I believe that could be very sacred when you're like there and everyone's in it and invested and you know the creative juices are flowing and but so often it's the opposite way yeah what's that like I mean just working on like a giant team you know because all right, so for me, I, I do drawings and illustration and, um, you know, it's very, it's very, very private, you know, and I'm kind of my own director and that's, that's really what I enjoy about like the, the, the blank page for myself is that's just like, it's mine, you know, I could go in full control, do whatever I want. Um, and working with like a large team just never seemed very appealing to me. I mean, what's that like? And you just finished up uh, Army of the Dead, right? Doing some work yeah, on there, yeah. right? Which seemed like a massive production. I mean, that one it was by far the biggest I've ever worked on. Um, it's, 
I think it, it it's like every everywhere just in terms where you're working with, you know, a bunch of people, whether it's a nine to five office or, you know, I did a lot of waitressing and all of that too, it really trickles from the top, no matter how big the project is. Like if the producers, directors, you know, the studio execs, if the studio's involved, if they set the tone for respectful behavior that's professional, that's friendly, that's, you know, healthy, it just it just trickles down. Yeah. And like the heads of the departments, you know, they all start doing it. Granted, you know, there's always bad apples and like every things happen. But once you see that happen, you can kind of like you walk on a set and you you can better absorb what's happening in a fast way. It'd be like, oh, this is what's happening. Like there's zero leadership here, so everyone's scrambling, so people are yelling at each other. Yeah, like that's yeah. one scenario, or there's this scenario where the same problems are happening, but people are able to talk about it and communicate it and right. you know, deal with it in a healthy way. So there's pros and cons either way. Either way you're managing a bunch of egos. That's just when you get <laughs> a bunch of artists in a room, it's like <laughs> it's just egos everywhere. And yeah. So it it's challenging, but I think the real joy comes in when you either fight to find synchronicity with those people or it happens naturally. It's just, because at, at the core of it, you know, you're all there to support a story, you're all there to support a writer, you're all there to support someone's dream. Like, it could be a group or it could just be like this one person who did all this work. And when, you see people working so incredibly hard to help someone's like art get made there's just something incredibly beautiful and humbling sure. about that like so you know a lot of days on set are really hard and you know you're working 12 to 14 hour days and but there's something to that when all of that's happening but everyone believes in it and there's something beautiful that's going to come out of that there i don't know i've never experienced that feeling anywhere else where it's like okay we're not curing cancer here (laughs) (laughs) yes art is important and amazing but there's something really beautiful of like wow all these people are here i mean yeah money's involved sure but there's also this like artistic endeavor Mm -hmm. um even it yeah it and there's I don't know. I, I, I truly haven't found that anywhere else. Um, I'm, I know it exists, but for me, like, that's just the first place I found it. And I was like, I'm not letting this go. Yeah, um, yeah, wow. Because that's where, yeah, collaboration, that's where I really found the meaning of that. Before that, like, teamwork and, like, <laughs> I was never big on group, like, in school, going to college and high school. Like, I was never, like... Yeah, let's do a group project. Like, I, I, my thing is, like, I'm going to get it done my way on my yeah, timeline. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, like, but, and so it, there was a learning curve, you mm-hmm. know, in the, of, like, oh, we have oh, to well. offload some of my work. You have to trust people, and there, there's something incredible to that, and that, like, Army of the Dead, I've never worked with a director where he was so trusting with who he had on his oh, cool. team. Like, granted, he had the best of the best, but, like, mm-hmm. irregardless of that. When Zack someone, Snyder, right? Yeah, yeah. When you feel trusted by someone, like, you're going to perform better. So just seeing how he brought that and also just this undying, like, joy for the work he does and just grateful and present, I was, like, that trickled all the way down. So it wow, was like a huh. whole, like, all these hundreds of people follow suit of, like, if Zack Snyder is not going to be an asshole today, how am I going to be an asshole? So, then there, you know, like, so yeah, it it definitely it is another big reflector that's just like, bam, you know, because work, the work there is so intense. You, like I said, the long hours, you pretty much get to know people very intimately. Sure. Very quick. That amount of time and like it, you see how they respond to anger you see how they respond yeah very intense situations very quickly so that's always interesting too yeah i think when people are under pressure like that's when you get to really know someone oh yeah or get to know yourself too when you're under pressure you know like yeah and also and and what you're saying about just like trust and and that sense of um 
collaboration and community essentially yeah i mean all that stuff is so significant and that's like part of the purpose for for this podcast which is called the synchronous city because it's all about synchronizing (laughs) (laughs) exactly but it's all about like just synchronizing you know and trying to like create a space where albuquerque artists can synchronize and share ideas where, where i can then like learn from from different artists and and i think there's really something to that to that collaboration you know this podcast is also just like an opportunity for me to like see what collaboration feels like you know because like same thing college high school i was always like no way i'm not i'm not right. doing i'm not gonna be in a group i don't want to do that. You? <laughs> that and that's yeah this is just speaking to me yeah, on like a broader a, level <laughs> but there's always those people who are so excited to like work in a group and like lead the group yeah, and yeah. oh man i disdain them so much See, okay, so question, did you, when you had to be in those situations, did you find yourself being like, okay, I'll lead then, or were you like, I'm just going to fall back? Um, In the past, it was more like, I'll just, um, I'm just going to fall back, just like, maybe I'll be like, all right, this is the portion I'm going to do, I'll see you guys next week, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, I'm um, not going to anyone's house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, don't, don't trip. This isn't what you think it is. <laughs> but yeah, but then I think in more recent years, I've, um, I don't know, especially being a teacher, um, especially at the school that I'm at, which it's very, very collaborative. I've, I've opened up way more to collaboration and I actually really enjoy it now. I think it's cool, like working with other teachers and, um, just getting to know them and, and, have them get to know me and then me share my ideas and, and passions and everything and whatever the, the school the school project is and the other teacher will do the same and there's something really cool about that and yeah I guess uh leadership roles too I'm getting more comfortable in a leadership role I think that comes from just like telling 15 year olds what to do all day that you start oh, that'll to like, do it. That'll do it. <laughs> that you start to get addicted to the power oh yeah it's like your finger your fingers tingle your fingers start to tingle and like the light comes out of your chest (laughs) oh yeah no that'll do it I think for me growing up I would because I think I moved around so much which we've talked about it's like you kind of just do what you feel is required of you so I saw I found myself accepting of being the leader but also uncomfortable with that pressure of, yeah of course you're like okay but what if i fail john snow <laughs> right john snow the reluctant leader yeah exactly. that's a, it's, a, it's, it's like, an archetype yeah. we all understand that struggle <laughs> but yeah so now i think you know when i step into the directing or producing or if i'm you know assistant directing it's you are leading and you have to I find that when I work with directors who don't acknowledge that role of leadership the the production and the crew suffer for it so it's like when you when you're like okay I'm gonna direct I'm gonna take on that very much with the awareness of I'm gonna need to make choices I'm gonna need Mm -hmm. to be decisive I'm gonna need to let people know that they are being led yeah because then you find other people start to jump in like oh if they're not leading someone has to and then it right this... yeah it's a power vacuum yeah, yeah 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 and it's like and so if someone steps into that main role and like accepts it acknowledges it is that system but it's kind of yeah. like okay we're gonna focus on it this way and it's gonna be a healthier version of this hierarchical system basically yeah yeah then I think it can function better, and I, I feel like that's what we're kind of pushing towards, but people have to want to push towards that. I think a lot of people also get off on the hierarchy of it all, like, yeah, I'm a director, and like, <laughs> like I'm, that's the producer, don't, you know, or that's, uh, well. I think there's just a lot of ego attached to it, but I think if we were to remove that, everyone would feel more comfortable. Yeah, huh. I find that, yeah, that's how it is, usually. Um that's like a disarming factor of like we're all on the same page you know we're all here to do the work yeah 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 I feel like it's um I'm just talking generally because I don't you know I've never worked on a set or anything but I feel like when it comes to like leadership and um decisiveness and all that stuff it's like yeah you don't want too much ego in there except all the reasons that you're just saying 
However, at the same time, though, it seems important to have like a kind of hierarchy, you know, because then otherwise it's like, you know, people don't know what to they, well, the what to do, and then clear, the project, right? yeah, 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 clear roles, yeah. yeah, maybe clear roles without the. I think that's where it's like, how do we make roles known, but there is no level up? Because for me, it's like within film, they have all these different descriptors of like director, producer, you know, but they're all just very specifically spread out like the the duties. Yeah. <laughs> And for some reason, some of those duties are very much more, like, special to others. But in the reality, like, when you lay it all out, it's really just tedious work that everyone's doing to make it happen. It's just some have a little bit more creativity involved than others. But ultimately, like, everyone's sitting on their computer doing work. Everyone's running errands. Everyone's, you know, Mm -hmm. doing very small things to make very big things happen. Yeah. And... I think that's the part where I'm like, can we just acknowledge that like everyone here is not doing anything too crazy? Like, yeah, you have, of course, like DPs and other people who are bringing extreme creativity to it. But at the end of the day, like when I'm a producer, I'm like, I'm I'm answering emails, guys. Yeah, I'm picking yeah. Up, yeah. Like, uh-huh. I don't. I'm not doing anything that's like prestigious. Yeah. And that's part of what I love about artists, just like the the, the grind of it, you know, because it's like, I think we we have this idea of like the artist as this very like whimsical figure who's just like, I don't know, strolling around during sunsets, thinking about what is the self, you know, (laughs) which is sometimes true. Yeah, yeah. Like not kind of not doing anything. They're just sort of whimsical. But it's like the truth is like art's actually very, very um, structured and directed, you know, whether it's drawing and illustration where it's like you need to practice you need to know um your line shapes how to think three-dimensionally your anatomy your perspective you have to know that stuff if you want to be good um and with film you have to do the sit down and send emails part too you know it's not it is not very glamorous yeah which is (laughs) kind of cool though like oh yeah no people think about it in a certain way and it's like no i mean if you want to approach it that way it's then that's like a role in and of itself i think but truthfully it's yeah. you know it's it's new mexico filmmaking for example it's like a lot of the time it's unglamorous you're shooting in locations where you're like i don't want to be here it's like remote <laughs> you don't have service it's hot so a lot of the luxury luxurious ways people think about film are just like taken away removed you yeah. know it's like no it's hot you're barely, you know, managing to stay hydrated, but you're there to do the work. <laughs> and, like, all that's really great, but, um, yeah, it, I don't know. It's not, it can be all of those things, but most people, when they are on set for the first time, they're like, oh, it's just a lot of waiting around. I'm like, yep. <laughs> so, yeah, we're here. <laughs> waiting around for, like, hundreds of people, tens of people to do something so that, you know, this one actor can do this one thing or this director can get this one thing or this cinematographer can get this this shot but yeah it's a lot of setups it's a lot of like grunt work it's yeah it's like driving a stuff. steam tanker or something yeah yeah like a is that a steam tanker i don't know a giant I just got, boat like, on that mad way. max in my brain when you said that i'm like yes that is exactly what it's like i am furiosa <laughs> and film is my my journey yes but i guess what i what i was, what I was trying to say or like a big like oil ship or something you know where it's just this gigantic thing that takes a lot of momentum and a lot of movement and it's just like a lot of mass to to i don't know to drive you know it just sounds like a lot to drive but it's kind of like an iceberg (laughs) mixing metaphors here but now it's it's like an iceberg (laughs) hemingway iceberg (laughs) (laughs) but yeah where it's like you know it's like the, the entire mass of it is unseen it's all yeah. like the the behind the scenes stuff the background stuff the emailing the waiting oh, yeah. around just to get that like one moment of like you know Elizabeth Taylor freaking out and Cleopatra or something yeah, yeah, I just yeah. saw that like a few weeks ago yeah. it's so good have you ever seen that one yeah yeah it's oh, been God. a while though it's been a while it's my favorite movie it's so really? over is the it top it's You're ridiculous like, it's great everyone is just <laughs> it's just so gaudy oh man it's so gaudy it's the best <laughs> it's just like golden age hollywood just like 
so much just like ornamentation well, that's it's what so we good think about. exactly yeah. like oh, the, yeah. the level of like luxury and yeah 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 that i guess that's what i'm speaking to and that's like old-timey-ish hollywood mm-hmm. of like vintage we you know we're getting so far away from that some of that still exists like certainly but um yeah, how many people when they see the credits are like really registering that like those are bodies, those are people who were all walking around doing right, right, yeah, word. yeah, like, yeah. I know when I watched film before I was in it, like I had zero understanding of, course, of how yeah. many people mm-hmm. of, of any of that. Um, yeah, I remember like watching films with my grandparents and like, so what? Are, what do all these people do? Like, and it's like, it's, <laughs> they ask it in a way of like. Like, genuinely, what do you, what do you guys do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, don't you just, like, need one camera person, you know? Mm-hmm. But you don't think of all the, the micro, very micro things that go into film. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And it's made to feel that way, like, you're, it's made Yeah, it's to part of the like, illusion, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what's so weird about, like, um, performers specifically of any type is, like, it's the illusion, you yeah, know? Yeah. Do you ever get that, like, interacting with, um like an actor like can, can you tell when like an actor is like putting on the act you know it's like I, I guess at what point does performativity stop like when uh, you know and like do you think like for uh, actors when you're like you know in, in uh relationships with family or whatever that yeah, you're yeah. like that there's an element of performance there you know because yeah. that's kind of scary I guess we all kind of perform though in different well, ways exactly but, yeah. right like I've definitely I've had um let's just bring it up something I've had a like in my history I had a partner who was very concerned with like are you acting around me and I was like (laughs) a it was just it it and they couldn't know this but it was to me offensive in that like do you think acting is that easy or you know Uh like it no because acting is tired I don't want tiring I don't want to act in my own Life. Right, right. Um, and personally, I don't really find myself, you know, I, I think if I'm meeting new people for the first time, I we all certainly put on, like, a face and my, like, yeah, really high-pitched phone yeah. voice comes out where I'm like, hi! <laughs> but it, it doesn't really go past that, you know, at the core if you, you know, yeah, said yeah. or did something like the real morning star would be like, what's up? But <laughs> <laughs> That's the voice of the real morning star. <laughs> it's, it's me, your girl. Um, <laughs> but, like, it... Yeah, it, I don't find myself doing that. I, and when I sense myself, we're all confronted, right, with moments where I'm like, am I going to do what is expected of me in this situation and put on an act? Or am I going to just be, like, raw me right now? And in those moments, I don't really view it as, like, performative. It's just, like what's the decision here because it's not going to be this whole grand performance it's just going to be like someone saying are you okay and it's going to be like yeah I'm good or like a no I'm really going like those are the little ways we perform I think but yeah, I never I never right, find right. myself confronted with like yeah putting on a whole Cleopatra yeah, production ex- for your partner it's or exhausting <laughs> that's the whole thing I'm like it, like no I, I'm here to be me man just let me yeah, be yeah wow <laughs> but and, but then you meet people yeah. In the world who you're like you're performing your ass off right now and who are you performing for yeah like, for sure here with me like yeah oh my right god here. wow so yeah. that i i see that happen all the time and you know it happens but i don't and i know i also know performers who tend to get like so i know performers who get too lost in their character or get too lost in the facade of their work or get too lost in their alter ego alter ego I think is the thing that people where it's like I, it, I'm putting up this barrier a performance so that I am not being vulnerable ooh yep just went there boom <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's all just like that's the shell right people yeah people who perform all the time uh-huh. are just too like they're little soft little nuggets inside wow. and just like what's in there cause yeah cause, okay? yeah cause we all, oh my god cause we all have like these um just like protective shells right which is like good it's like healthy to have you know your boundaries and who you choose to let in and not let in that's like healthy but there's also an element of just like 
man, we've all been hurt in different ways. So it's like we all have these protective shells and, and those shells take different um, different form depending on the person. So that makes sense that, yeah. you know, for some people it would be, you know, only showing the alter ego or something right. and not, or your performance self and not your true self, whatever that is. Or I've, or I've known people who are hyper, hyper intellectual and like brilliant, brilliant people, but also um, kind of hid behind their intellectualism, you know, because yeah. they weren't comfortable, you know, exposing the fact that they're hurting, you know, or whatever, or whatever it might be. Well, yeah, it's like what, what's, what is ultimately being shielded always changes, but the way we do it, like, I know for me, if there's any act that I do, it's the everything's okay act. Uh, and like, yeah. That goes beyond, like, like I'm good. It goes to just, like, everything's good. Like, if there's a problem that arises at where I'm like, I'll take care of it. And then if I really need to bring it up, I'll bring it up. Like, that's just kind of... So it's the idea of not wanting people to worry, taking care of other people first. Like, that's where I find myself doing the most performance art, where I'm like... It's fine! And... So, but that, you know, that speaks to, like, I don't, what happens when it's not fine? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Where's the, tr- where's the nugget of trauma in this, you know? Right, yeah. Um, And so it's, like, some people just take that to a different extreme than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's, like, I'm going to com- create a complete distraction so you're not even thinking about this over sure, here. Sure, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, when I do, when I do my music and stuff, there certainly is a bit of, for me specifically, where I'm like, that's my place. Sometimes for my ego to like do a little dance and, you know, do all of those things, but it kind of just dies there. Yeah. While, as opposed to like, that's informing my everyday. It's like, I think my everyday informs my art as opposed to my art informing my everyday. Uh Uh-huh. And like, for some people, it's vice versa. Yeah. That's just kind of the way I function in my natural state of whatever. Yeah. Morning starness. Wow. Morning starness. <laughs> that should be your podcast. Morning starness. Morning starness. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you got me thinking now about what's my protective shell. What is it? Ah, uh, all right. I think. Uh, I think. Well, two things come to mind. One was because. Well, you said what was yours? The. Uh, everything's okay everything's Everything's okay yeah i have elements of that and then i also have just like receive retreat you know shut down like i'm not gonna you know lock the door no one's getting in yeah yeah later see ya no i am like (laughs) (laughs) definitely i'm with you there like the the like oh it's not good bye (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. yeah bye. <laughs> you just like fade into the background. Exactly. Like, exactly. Because, I mean, that's that's definitely um, my go-to. But but keep going. Keep going. Oh god. Keep um, going with your. <laughs> I think I don't know. I got I got introspect more, but I it's, think that's the main one actually. Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm thinking about. Um, like, I'm trying to imagine what people in my life would tell me because they're usually right, you know? And I feel like they'd be like, yeah, you just jet, you isolate, self-isolate. Yeah. Self-quarantine. I've been self-quarantining yeah. all my life, man. Same, dude. I was quarantining way before it got cool. Just yeah. excuses of why. <laughs> 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 That's exactly it. Like, oh, man. And, yeah. Hey, there's totally moments, though, of covid quarantine where i like oh i milked that you know what i mean where oh. i would definitely be like man i can't oh. i can't do this thing it was because of quarantine and there it, was an element you know. of bliss in there there was yeah because yeah. no what you it, it really it completely alleviated the pressure of someone being like but are you too busy but are you <laughs> exactly like, yeah. you can't question my yeah there's my a health, pandemic <laughs> my health yeah. choices associated to the pandemic yeah yeah without looking like a total a-hole you know right, it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i certainly find yeah i definitely retreat i'm i'm definitely i would say content by myself i do also want connection as we all do but yeah I don't know. There is something where I'm just like, well, I don't know. I there probably is an element of fuck it in there of like, 
I'm just gonna do me then. But yeah, and that's yeah. not good. Like that's the part that I'm trying to work at. But right, yeah. There is a part where it's like I think I'm just also comfortable being that like shell. Yeah, because everything's pros and cons, right? Yeah. Because on one hand, it's like, okay, just using quarantine as an example. You know, I had friends who were very extroverted who freaked out. They broke down. And ultimately, I think a way that they gained more um, self-knowledge and self-understanding. So that was good. Shout out to the homies. Uh, shout out to the homies. <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. <laughs> that self-growth, I see you. Yeah. But, then, um, but then myself and more um, um, introverted friends who, who had spent a lot of time alone throughout their lives were just like, oh, sick. This is great. And like really thrived and started to like dig more into their creativity and, and stuff like that, you know. Um, but yeah, so it's a mix, you know, cause yeah. it's like having that sort of like, I, I don't know, wanting to recede into myself. That's like potentially healthy. Cause it's like, oh, I'm going to go reflect and journal for a while. And then when I'm good, I'll come back out. Um, but there's also an element of just like, you can't just retreat from everything, you know? Yeah. So it's like, well, it's like I guess it's circumstantial. Is, how much is running? How much is fear-based how yeah, much is yeah. uncomfortability and how much is genuinely like no i just want to do this man leave me alone yeah like, <laughs> like trying to figure that out of like exactly yeah because i would say for me i would say usually this is like doing a rough estimate of my own <laughs> statistics like 40 percent of the time i would say it's like fear-based anxiety-based right 30% of the time is probably genuinely me like no I just want to be by right, myself while the rest sure. of the time is like mixtures of other messy feelings of, yeah like, reacting to, to yeah, stuff like, yeah the anxiety of I'm putting myself into a situation where there's variables I can't control right there's people I can't control right how am I going to be able to navigate that will I be able to do I have the energy to <laughs> like all yeah. of these things yeah for me are all the things that come up right right yeah and trying to find your comfort in that yeah and that's something i've definitely been working on yeah it's just like sitting with uncomfortable situations you know with other people in those uncomfortable situations you know where it's you know whatever situation that is sitting with someone or multiple people and just be like all right it's here it's happening this sucks okay yeah you know can't run from it so might as well be lean into it you know yeah yeah working on that for sure yeah how can i right. lean into this moment right now because yeah. like, i'm gonna lean out and like secretly disappear <laughs> yeah <laughs> just quietly walk yeah, away yeah. yeah but i think that also makes like a you know to bring it back to art and everything i think that makes a better artist you know someone who does sit with this the discomfort i forget who says it um but there's some philosophy it's said an that, existentialist i'm sure i'm sure it is <laughs> the, the artist is the one on <laughs> the artist is the one who doesn't look away yeah. you know and and i think that's really true you know yeah. again bringing it back to acting that moment in raven where your face was melting because you were channeling you know such um difficult emotions i mean that's like that's real and that's important yeah. and that created like some profound art you know that that people can connect with in a in a deep way so you know the artist is the one who doesn't look away i think that's yeah very very true you know yeah i forget who did say that but yeah I right you've heard that yeah yeah who says that i'm pretty sure they are existentialists but yeah maybe it's like a nietzsche one <laughs> it might i kind of want to say it is i feel like it is it it's, like it's one of the ones where it's like i think they're in tone with like also art being a place where feeling uncomfortable like art isn't art without it making you uncomfortable you know yeah because it that becomes a philosophical philosophical conversation of you know how how what creativity comes out of us in our comfort zone very few times is it something that makes other people feel moved or even ourselves you know like i know when i I'll be like, okay, I should make something today, but I'm not feeling emotionally pushed by anything. Yeah. I look at it and it's dull. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, like it's painted gray as opposed to like the vibrancy of either the violence of like the quote unquote negative feelings or like the opposite mm-hmm. of the beautiful feelings. It's just, I don't know. Like, is that 
where does the self find itself? <laughs> oh, we're those, back here. We're, we're back, back here. We're back. <laughs> How does it find itself like within that? Like, does the self exist within the lulls of that creativity, or is the self in the create? I mean, obviously, it could be both. Yeah. Right. right. But, yeah. It's everything. It's, yeah. 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 The self never is not. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the self doesn't the, turn off, man. That's There's what I'm going no to the title of this episode, that <laughs> the self never is not. But it's not, though, you know, because it's like... <laughs> Short film, I'm going to get into filmmaking, that's going to be my movie. That's going to be your movie. <laughs> the self never is not. It's going to oh be, like, God. really, really it's pretentious. It's going to be all black and white. All black and white. <laughs> I can already see it. It's so pretentious. It's just gonna be images of me like strolling around Roosevelt Park and like talking to yourself, reading Alan Watts or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Yes, people will love it. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> Check it out. It's coming out this yeah. summer, summer twenty twenty one. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just hate how I, I forget I was watching something and like like kids when they're just like taking home videos now are just saying like and subscribe like while well, they're just and I'm like everything is capital C we're making little kids oh be like God. content creators wait what do you mean like it'll be like like, like Christmas home, with yeah, like yeah, their like, family and the kid will be like like and subscribe <laughs> that's so funny oh we're just training everyone to just sell their art it's like no just your little home video little kid i know and that's the weird thing you know where it's like um you know you you ask a lot of kids teenagers adolescents like what do you want to be and they're like a youtuber you know which i guess is like <laughs> i guess it's kind of cool because it's like okay it's, it's like creepy and weird because it's okay like all right self-obsessed gen zers or something like that that's like yeah. one perspective but another perspective would be like yeah, you don't want to, like, I don't know, just, like, work a crappy office job and be unhappy. So you want to, like, make YouTubes all day. All right. That's, like, kind of cool. That's, like, a cool desire, you know? So like and, like and subscribe, whatever. See, the kids have obviously had an impact on me because I'm just, I know. Like, like, I, yes, because I'm, like, I'm with you at every step of like 11 year olds making thousands of dollars a month yeah, yeah. streaming video games on twitch that's awesome like i'm jealous of those kids you know what i mean see and i'm like am i doing the wrong thing like <laughs> 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 moments like that i'm just like wow have i overcomplicated <laughs> my life probably i mean probably we all do right i, I mean think i think so. i think that's sort of um listen up everyone this is gonna be enlightening um <laughs> that's sort of the trajectory of life you know where it's yeah. like it starts out very very simple you're just a little baby you know who just like your your wants and needs are just very very simple you're just like hoping to survive you know yeah or not even hoping you just are you know you don't yeah. have hope yet and and then things get muddy and complicated and there's relationships interrelationships and like who am i and what am i and it gets so so muddy and then at the end, you're simplifying again. You know, you, you live simply. Yeah. I guess that doesn't have to be at the end. That could also be now if you go on like the meditative journey or something. But Yeah, I just don't think I'm, I'm there. You also do like a thousand things, you know. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. I, yeah, because, you know, in, in college and around that time in my life, I was also going through... A stage where I was like I just want to reject all forms of you know like western society I was like I'm just gonna live off the grid blah blah Ooh. these are all things where in no realm of reality right now could I do that and act and be in the film industry sure yeah but and I remember kind of being pulled out of that just naturally and you know having to work and do all of that and thinking at some point I'll go back to that like that still is my dream to but so much of that if you indulge in you know like committing to that lifestyle you yeah. also lose some some areas of connection to making you know certain things possible so I definitely want that search for like simplicity and you know 
where all you have is self, like all this journeying to find it yeah. all like comes to a close of, okay, what was all that actually good for? Did I actually grab that when I was there so that I can sit with myself now? Yeah. Or was I just okay, lying yeah. to myself the whole time? Oh, wow. You know? Can you answer that? I feel like in the time, you know, in the time, the short time that I've lived, I'm only like 16 when part of this <laughs> um like you know i i certainly don't feel like i've had enough lived experience to feel like there's been a lot of change in that i feel yeah. like in my younger years most of it was under the guise of like this is i'm doing what this is for me this is what's good for me when really it was just me being hungry for experience or me totally yeah wanting just the agency to make a decision whether it was right or wrong right just the ability to stand by that yeah i think now as i get older i'm able to like really check in with yourself and like know if you're bullshitting yourself or not sometimes Mm -hmm. you know when you're bullshitting yourself you're like yeah yeah i accept that answer right now self (laughs) but like we're gonna have to talk later because that is not what this is yeah yeah. but i think it's definitely come with age for me that ability um to really be aware of like is this experience this choice that i'm making something that i'm really going to take with me and is it gonna like really inform my future self yeah or am i just bullshitting and making the decision under the guise that that's what that is yeah, yeah, yeah. Slowly but surely getting better at that. Yeah, decision making, I think that's part of one of the one of the joys of Yeah. Leaving of my twenties. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, just like, all right, cool. I like more or less know how to make decisions and be decisive, you know, and 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 gauge the consequences of them, you know. Because yeah. that's the thing about decision making is before you make a decision you have to ask yourself if you're able to live with the consequences of what that decision is you know and that's it you know it's not that hard but i think we get like bogged down by you know what if it's the wrong one or yeah or like just lying to ourselves about what those consequences will in reality be yeah and sometimes we don't know too right yeah yeah oh and yeah do i am i really gonna dig deep to find out you know what it is yeah a lot of it's all impulse based too at least you know in my younger years like oh yeah sure most of my decisions were just purely impulse based yeah now i like the best decisions i make are the ones that i don't make in the sense that um if i if i'm trying to like decide something i just won't for like a week you know and just allow it to like allow the answer to arise because very often like the reality of life will just kind of like present the answer for you you know um so not in a way that like you know i'm like avoiding making a decision but i'm like consciously sitting with it and allowing it to happen in the way it needs to you know not everything needs to be immediate no a lot of decisions like you you do there is an element of like finding it because i'm i'm in the same boat oftentimes sure where i'm like because I I've had people you know different people have different ideas of like if you're if you're forced with if you are set with a question you kind of already know what you're gonna do yeah you know and I'm always like oh, I don't oh. know if I genuinely a lot of the time I'm like I could go either way yeah I could literally go either way and especially with you know when you get to big life decisions a lot of the time I really have to sit with that and like take the time and let I don't know I don't I don't know what it is because there's some there's something that doesn't have a word at least in my vernacular of what that feeling is that comes to you to to lead you to whatever choice you're gonna make certain element I'm sure is instinct and all of that but there's also like a certain thing is revealed if you give the thing that time yeah yeah intuitive knowing yeah Right. And that's like drawing too. Like drawings help me with like decision making, you know, yeah, so it's yeah. like, you know, I won't know how to like position something or what shape to make next in the mandala, whatever it is. Um, and then it's just like, all right, we'll just make the first thing that comes to mind. And then you put that down and it's like, okay, that looks cool. You know? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So it's also playfulness. It's like life is funny and weird. So it's oh, just playfulness like, playfulness is like, whatever, you know, big, 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 big thing. Playfulness. Yeah. 
There should be constant <laughs> room to play. I love when yeah. adults use that word, like, yeah, like just play. I'm like, oh, I love that word. Yeah. That's what we should all be doing. Right? Just play around a little bit. I, yeah, exactly. With everything, even the intense stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially those things. Shit. Yeah. <clears throat> I haven't tried this before. I try that, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I think we figured it out. <laughs> Thank you for coming to our TED Talk where we figured it all out. <laughs> all of it. You're welcome. <laughs> Any creative questions that you have, especially the existential ones, you know where to come. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, this is Jared McHugh, Synchronous City, here with Morningstar Angeline. Where can people find you? they're interested in any of your work um i have a website that i keep regularly updated um i'm not on facebook i'm not on twitter i have an instagram account it's just morningstar angeline x um i do have music up and that's under the name Naa. that's n-u-h-u-h and that's pretty much it sick <laughs> thanks for being on sick. <laughs>